0: Hi guys, K.O. here. Welcome to Turmeric & Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical, social evolution. I am so deeply excited today. We are welcoming another TNT creative to the mic, DJ Zenas. He is a Dallas-based DJ, producer, songwriter, and recording artist. We are going to talk about the music business the love of music, how music can reach to all people of ages and bring on some unity and community. It's a really awesome conversation for all my music lovers out there. DJ Zenus, I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. I love that you're leading with the heart. I know only great things are headed your way. Let's catch up soon. Enjoy this conversation. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube where we have all the videos coming at you.
1: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive
0: conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric Tequila. I am so excited today. We have a connect of a connect. And if you listen, you know these are my favorite. And it's even better when uh, a good friend of mine knows this human and... I was at a birthday party, heard a list you put together. I'm like, I got to get him on the podcast, but we haven't even had a conversation until right now. So you know, I love it—a connect of a connect and a super raw combo. So we are jumping in and welcoming DJ Zenus to the TNT Mike, Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. It's truly a pleasure. I'm I'm just looking forward to it. Um, obviously a friend of a friend is a friend so there you go <laughs> um so it's it's a pleasure you know we we ha- actually haven't had a conversation before but I'm, I'm I'm really excited to dive into this
0: yeah it's well, we're, I think we've got a lot in common we're both colorado natives uh dj mm-hmm. zenas is now he's a dallas based dj producer songwriter and recording artist he's an all around uh, artist if you will but we both come from colorado Ah, uh, we both know this human, Ashley. She's basically like a pseudo co-host of to Tequila. I think she's been on like five Amazing. or six shows.
1: <laughs> she's like a perfect human being. <laughs> seriously,
0: seriously, she's everywhere. She's um, friend slash life coach slash a multitude of other things. But uh, we grew up in similar space, and uh, music. I don't think was in my journey probably as much as it was for you. But I actually dabbled in the music business a little bit after college, and okay. it was, yeah, I had yeah, I mean, it was, it was not a lot. I mean, long story short, I, I had an internship at House of Blues and then Outlook Music, okay. a little boutique label out here that was, I think, a Bronco player owned it. Um, but it it was the Denver scene was a little bit different back then. House of Blues has since closed mm-hmm. and I just kind of got out of it. But anyways, tell me about being coming from Colorado and tell me about just kind of how you grew up and how music supplemented your world as a young human.
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, like you said, Denver native. Um, So Denver, Colorado, like, I mean, I feel like uh, growing up. um, First of all, my parents were like, super kind of like all over the all over the place. They kind of have a they had a very eclectic sense of like uh, taste of music. So okay. I got exposed to a lot at a young age, which was awesome. Um, I was kind of like all over the place. Like I grew up idolizing, like, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince and stuff like that. You know, um, I love like R and B and like, you know, like to the core, but, um, I kind of got exposed a little bit of everything. You know, when I was younger, I got exposed to some like pop, some country, some rock, you know, just like had a, had a good, um, my palate was very wide, you know, from a young age, which was which which was awesome. You know, and yeah. so um I initially like found uh well so um I grew up in Denver. Um I grew up in like southeast Denver. Um I went to Thomas Jefferson High School. Oh yeah. um,
0: okay I went to Eagle Call
1: DJ Quest. got out Spartans <laughs> there you go. and then obviously eventually went to uh, Colorado State University where I met Ashley obviously um but um I would say from a young age like I always took I always had a like had a liking towards music, but I, I wasn't really quite sure how I was gonna get my in. Um I used to love dancing. Like if anyone knows me, knows I'm a groover. Like I love to like I love okay. the boogie on the dance floor. So um that was kind of like my first exposure to it. Like, you know, like I would just like love listening to music and then just like whether it be like in the car or dancing in the mirror, like I mean, I was just I like I couldn't stay still. So like you know, I eventually got into like pop locking and stuff like that. It was it, it was it was a brief phase, it wasn't it wasn't a very very great phase but um got into like pop blocking and stuff like that and it, it was a lot of fun um and then eventually I started writing poems um and so I started writing poems I want to say probably I was around like 14 years old when I really started getting into poetry and and I was pretty good at it I've always been a a, okay. a pretty strong writer um, which is something that I've been like grateful for you know and so yeah. um from there I was just like okay so, I can't sing because like <laughs> naturally, like I didn't have. I was never blessed with the vocal abilities to just like belt out amazingness. Like some people are just born with those vocal cords where yeah. literally everything they belt out just sounds like sounds so angelic. You know, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and I were talking about it the other day. Do you know who Miguel is?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I've actually seen yeah. in concert at so- one of the festivals out here
1: wow yes miguel is like i I think he's one of the purest voices of our age like you know like literally everything he belts out is amazing yeah but i'm literally the complete opposite of that so like (laughs) you know (laughs) you like typically the only place you used to catch me singing was in the shower you know and so um but i put on full performances in the shower believe me so
0: um
1: (laughs) so it translated from uh, writing poetry to, you know, obviously writing rhymes. Um, and so I would say that started around like 15 or 16 years old, um, where I was just like, okay, you know, I definitely have some rhythm, you know, I, I wasn't a lyrical genius to, to start with, you know, but, you know, I, I found my flow. And then um, uh, it, my senior year of high school, a, a good friend of mine, his, um, he taught me how to make beats. Um, so uh, he taught me how to produce on a program okay. called FL Studio, Fruity Loops, which I still use to this day. Um,
0: when was this? Was this like '90s, like 2000-ish?
1: Oh no, 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 no. So my senior year of high school, that was 2006 to
0: 2007. Okay, okay. Yep.
1: Okay. Um. So, yeah, from 2006 to 2007, um, my senior year of high school. Uh, yeah, my good friend. He he showed me how to make beats and like that kind of like almost helped me. Rediscover like this intense passion for music that like I I always like was lingering there, but like it it hadn't quite like come to um, the forefront yet. And like after I learned how to make beats, I was just like, oh, it's on! Like yeah, you know, yeah. like I I still to this day remember the very first beat that I made. Uh, I will probably never play it for anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, it was amazing just being that. It was like. It was the first, it was like, it was, it was literally like, you know, my baby. And so from then on, uh, obviously I went to college, um, you know, in Colorado, at Colorado State University, shout out Rams. Uh, and then I wanna say this was my, was it my sophomore? No, it was my junior year in college, which was 20, 2010.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I got into DJing. Um, so the reason why I got into DJing, so, have you ever partied in Fort Collins? Uh,
0: you know, I I think I have. Well, and the reason I asked for the timeline because I was trying to think when YouTube and everything came out. Because I feel like when all like the at-home type studio stuff that didn't even come out mm-hmm. until I was after out of co- I was out of college. Yeah, so I graduated mm-hmm. high school in '99, so I think I'm like 10 years ahead of you. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I, like, there was none of that. So, like, I think that was a major gameplay. But, anyways, I have my friends were at CSU. I think. 2002 ish and i might have got up like once or twice so maybe sort of i guess (laughs) (laughs)
1: um the reason uh so the reason why i ask is because in fort collins the scene was very lame i will put it (laughs) down
0: like
1: not lame it was a lot of fun but the djs were terrible like the djs were just they were awful. And so we used to be out at the clubs and at the bars, and, you know, we'd, we'd be having a good time, but the DJs were just like, I was just like, man, I <laughs> feel <music>. like, <laughs> I just feel like um, I was always that person that people came to. Like I always made those party playlists. Like I was the guy that like always was on top of the new music, you know, Ashley, all of them, they were like, yo, I'm having a <laughs> party. I need you to put they'd hand me their iPod like, yo, I need you to make me a fire playlist for tonight. And I'm like, cool, I got you. You know, I was always that person that always stayed on top of the latest music, you know, just coming with the hits. And so whenever I showed up to a party, they always handed me the aux cord plug right in getting to it, you know, it was a lot of fun. And so being that like, I had this, like, I guess, um, this love and this passion for being like for soundtracking the night, you know, I was just like, A lot of these DJs aren't really that good, but I feel like I could do a better job. And so, um, you know, not that I was necessarily like, you know, cocky or anything like that, but I'm like,
0: Eh, they're not
1: setting the bar very high. You know, so I'm like, I feel like I could do a better job than this. And so I ended up buying a DJ controller. um, Shout out to Newmark. um, And I taught myself how to DJ. And so uh, in the basement of our house, like it was Uh, it was myself and three other roommates
0: and you're down there and you can ask them
1: like every 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 day after class I would come home and just get to practicing you know just just trying to teach myself how to like you know juggle and you know just how to fade and you know all the all the uh, little uh technicalities of what makes a, a DJ a good DJ and from there you know I had a lot of like uh I wouldn't I knew a lot of people in college and so uh the way I got my in was like you know I would DJ for like a lot of the sorority and fraternity parties and um oh, okay. uh the first person who, who get to gave me a shot was uh Determination. Um that was the name of the group. Shout out to Garrett and uh Perez. They were the first to put me on. They they gave me my first shot at like they threw a party and they let uh they wanted me to DJ and like from then on it kind of just like Set, set the world on fire they were like yo dj zenith is the man but by back then i used to go by dj exclusive so that's another story in the-
0: <laughs> okay we rebranded i i think that the real we name re-branded. is is good i think that's a, a well-played marketing situation
1: i appreciate that i appreciate yeah. that yeah i think um i want to say this was maybe like five years ago i rebranded and i just because like there were so many dj exclusives like you know you feel th- like if you look, if you Google DJ exclusive, you'd probably get like, you know, millions of results, yeah. you know, but you Google a DJ Zenus and I may be the only person that comes up, you know? Thank and you. so, um, I Googled my name Zenus and I think there's only like a thousand Zenuses in the, in the country, you know? So I'm just like, bet, like, That's you awesome. know, so <laughs> a, good, a good friend of mine. Uh, and I like, we both have very unique names. His name is Raman. Um, shout out to Raman. Uh, and we both kind of like made the executive decision together. We were like, you know, because he used to go by PC, and you know, he was a rapper. Well, is a rapper, a really good one, by the way. And uh, so we were just like, we were kind of like tag teaming it. Like, you know, we like to call ourselves the new um, uh, First Prince and Jazz, uh, DJ <laughs> Jazzy Jeff. Jazz, Jazz. Jazz, you know, so, so <laughs> okay. uh, we made the executive decision to go by our uh, government names. You know, have you uh, because we have very unique names and so that was kind of like the story of that but anyone who knows like the og roots they know me as dj exclusive in that
0: oh okay (laughs) well you heard it you heard it here i think that's good i just think anytime you can kind of like humanize the brand as corporate as this all sounds i just think it's so Mm -hmm. good and it comes from authentic space and if you can be a rare name like if you google kristen olsen there's like 20 million of us. So people are like, can I find you on LinkedIn or whatever? And I'm like, yeah. Oh wait, let me, I'll just find you. Cause there's 80 million of us. So if you have something unique, lean into it and then you don't have to, you know, fully Absolutely. rebrand. So that's good. You did that, you know, before things go super huge and super global, which, you know, they're headed that way. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I- I love this. I, I actually think we, I do remember Fort Collins not being the best party scene and that's probably why my friends always came down to Denver. I was out of state, but when I was home, we never went up there. So that might've been the reason why. Um, so I'm glad you uh, had the ability to jump in there and get in the mix. But did you, I mean, when you bought that turntable set, um, it, what is it actually called? Is it the table?
1: The DJ controller?
0: DJ controller, there you go. I'm like a t- It's, it's
1: essentially like the same thing. It's just, uh, I mean, I'm not, like obviously that that that's almost like blasphemy to say that like a controller is turntables in the DJ world. It's not, you know, but a a, a controller is a good place to start. Like if you're just like getting into it, uh, into it, it's a good place like to learn, and and that's okay. exactly what I did.
0: Well, and it's it's a pretty it's a chunk of money, isn't it? Like you got to be invested. In it you were committed to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think. I want to say I paid like probably 1200 for it like oh. just right out the gate. Yeah. So wow. it was, it was pretty expensive. Yeah. It was just. In college, like, that's knew- like
0: three months rent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was a broke college student too. Yeah. So I kind of like, I'm not gonna lie. My mom kind of helped me out. So shout out mom Dukes. She, she, okay. she helped a broke college student out at that time, you know, because, uh, It was one of those things where like, you know, my mom's kind of always supported like my passions, like they've kind of like evolved a lot. I've always been very art influenced. Like I used to want to be an architect and stuff like that. And so I've always been like art driven. Like, you know, I was pretty decent at drawing, you know, when I was younger and stuff like that. And so she's always supported these things like, you know, she's she knows that like, oh, he's just going to do what he does. And just like, you know, I'm just (laughs) I'm just here to support it. So shout out to Mom Dukes uh, for doing that. Yeah, that's that's. That's how I got my start into it. You know, I just bought it and um, I knew I was like, obviously, I didn't want to like, I didn't want my mom to just like be disappointed in me and just think that her money was going to waste as well. Like, so I made sure to stay committed to it. And it's, uh, it's been a great journey. We're here now. So, I mean, it hey, worked out.
0: I love that. Well, I think your parents got to be your first fans. or And if you're lucky enough to where they are in that space early on, it makes a world of difference, particularly when you need 1200 bucks in college, because that is a big, a big deal. Um, Absolutely. Did, were your parents musically inclined growing up? Besides being music fans, did they play instruments or anything or write uh, poetry or music?
1: No, absolutely no. not. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that definitely skipped their generation. I don't I don't know if my grandparents, uh, I didn't get to know either of my grandparents super very well. So um, I don't know if it skipped a generation or what, but my parents were not musically inclined.
0: Okay, mine definitely. When you were saying you couldn't sing, I definitely can't sing. I can barely listen to my podcast back because I'm like, oh, the voice. Like, I don't know if you get used to it coming back like over time, but slowly but surely I have faith and uh, I care about what I'm saying and maybe not always how it sounds, but we're out here for at least the words. But um. Absolutely. I think it's really cool. I wish I was exposed to like writing music when I was younger or like playing piano. All of my friends always had like piano lessons and I never had that and I think they hated it and I actually like kind of wanted them, but we all played sports and uh, it was, yeah, music. I was just, you know, a fan. I wasn't really like inclined to do it. But Mm -hmm. as you were growing up, you know, was music like a good outlet for you? Like, did you find yourself, was it like um, a space of freedom or a coping mechanism or just something that made you feel good?
1: yeah absolutely you know and like i said i mean i've always been mu uh, not musically i've always been like uh artistically inclined like you know i've always been you know like i said i used to draw like heavy and and stuff like that and and then eventually that translated to music so you know it's funny because like back in middle school um we used to have like you know like music and stuff like that that we'd like but I never really got into it. Like when we would play the piano and stuff like that, I was never really like interested in playing instruments, which I regret so much now because I wish I knew how to play an instrument. Well, (laughs) uh, but it was definitely like such a huge outlet for me. Like I always wanted to like, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm very obsessed with growth. And even that was that 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 settled in at a very early age. Like I always wanted to like I was always learning and I was like always trying new things and um just stretching my boundaries. And so that translated to music because uh I eventually grew out of drawing. I was pretty good at it, but I just like didn't have a passion for it. And so that eventually, like like I said, that translated to music. You know, writing music and and stuff like that. And so I I just found it as like even if I didn't have like the greatest experiences to share like through music it was just cool to just like write rhymes about like I don't know whatever was it like you know like your eighth grade teacher or something like that <laughs> whatever it was back then like it was just fun to just write about what was going on in your life at that moment you know and so it was such a huge outlet and and, and so much fun to like just kind of like exercise um and that's really the biggest thing like you know anyone will say that To become great at something, it's just about repetition. And so, like, you know, just constantly trying to do it every day, you know, uh, and not even trying, just doing it like every day, you know, like that's really how you get better. You know, they say, you know, 10,000 hours, you know, and you become a master. I still don't think I'm anywhere near a master. And I'm pretty sure I probably put in 10,000 hours or so, (laughs) but I'm getting there. We're getting, we're getting somewhere
0: things are changing so fast. I mean, you see what what I love about the music space right now is with YouTube and social media and whatnot, mm-hmm. you've seen entire record labels wipe out like A&R and all this because the old school game yeah. is no longer there, which I mean, I wasn't a hater of it, but there's so few people controlling so many of the chips. Now mm-hmm. there's, you know, social media and the internet has diversified and opened up opportunity for anyone. It didn't have to be about who you knew or payola or, you know, paying DJs to get on the, the radio. Like it just opened up the field for talent and creativity to be exposed. And it really wasn't about making money, which we're all here for that. But but as you were saying, as like an outlet for our young humans in particular to create and to be in the mix mm-hmm. and connect. Clearly there's you know a major downside to some of the social media situations. <laughs> but for the most part, I love what it's provided for creatives. And you see some of these artists getting signed Absolutely. off like TikTok and YouTube. Uh, yep. Have these things really supplemented your, your uh, journey thus far?
1: Yeah, so- obviously social media has been, you know, like a godsend for like so so many people, like so many, especially in in our industry and in the entertainment industry, just overall, you know, just opening up so many doors and opportunities and just, even just the ability to network now, you know, networking just looks so much different and just being able to, uh, I don't know if you're on Clubhouse, but like oh, yeah. I got super big into Clubhouse when like at first, like I would say like I was in, I was in a really huge Clubhouse phase for like two to three months where I was just like, just connecting with just everyone on there. And just, it was so awesome to just meet all these creatives and all these ANRs and all these uh, people in the industry just all over the place. Cause especially during COVID, you know, it's just like, well, how do, how do we network now? And so, you know, thank you for social media and you know the opportunity to do that and so it's definitely helped supplement my career in a lot of ways just because I have been able to network and and, you know communicate with different people and um, you know just opening a lot of doors and obviously being able to share my vision you know with my audience now the only thing is I'm not gonna lie to you I hate social media personally like I don't know if I've said that before but you're hearing it here first like I personally do not like social media at, at all I just think it's very uh, i think it's a very useful tool and um it's a lot uh, it but it is a lot you know and like my big my biggest gripe with it is like in today's society is just that like in order to be a successful musician, you have to be a social media influencer mm-hmm. more so than an artist and to like to me that's that's kind of like counterintuitive but like I also get it though like you also <laughs> being that like a r's are no longer really a thing and being that right. um artist development isn't really a thing anymore. Like, that's like, that's a thing of the past. It's just like, you know, people want to hop on something while it's hot. You know, like they, you know, they 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 don't want to have to worry about developing you and doing all this stuff, you know? So they obviously, they, oh, well, the, we see that he's doing well on his own. We can just, you know, help him elevate to new levels. And so I definitely get, it's a double-edged sword. You know, yeah. I, I definitely get both ends of the spectrum, you know, yeah. um, but I'm not gonna lie. I do not like social media. I'm just, I'm kind of one of those people. I just like to like, just i'm in it for the art like i love music like music truly is my life like i just love making good music and then just putting it out and sharing it with the world and if people uh, like if they like it awesome if not that's cool too like you know it's you know music is so subjective you know and so like i just want to be able to put out music and just you know uh hopefully have a great following a great audience to share that with but i'm not super bought into the idea of celebrity which is why um i know you're probably going to ask me about it but that's the whole you know uh brushstroke sunglasses yeah. thing okay that, that's good that,
0: you got to check out his social media since he just totally upsold it right there but no it, it's it's really good but he's <laughs> i mean you're good at the branding because you have consistency to me i'm a branding professional so when i see consistencies that are authentic Again, cliche. Mm-hmm. That's the piece. You don't need this big branding professional come in and put things together. Like when it's already there and you can see it and it's natural. And that is the mm-hmm. brand um, versus celebrity. I think it's really, really cool because it's authentic. It's telling a story of who you are. So if you look mm-hmm. at his social media, he's wearing um, sunglasses or his eyes are uh, blacked out, I guess, mm-hmm. um, in every picture. And, and and that's to keep some of your anonymity.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's is that and like you know, um, like I said, I'm not super bought into this whole idea of celebrity and just like the obsession with just like, you know, celebrities just owe so much to the world. Cause it's like at the end of the day, they're still people. Like it's just 100%. like, yo, like I just, I just, I'm just, we're all out here trying to live and I just want to live my best life. And like I love being away from social media and not like I love just taking breaks from social media and just like not even having to look at my phone and worry about that stuff. The only thing I'm checking my phone about nowadays is just investing. Like I'm currently constantly checking stocks and crypto and all this stuff. That's the only thing I'm constantly checking my phone <laughs> about, you know, but. That's uh, a podcast
0: in itself right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well, we can have another separate conversation about that as well but i'm
0: late to the game on all that but i'm with you i think social media is i i really try and change my own narrative around it because i get super burned out and i see our young humans how they're like seeing these impossible impossible pictures that are all photoshopped and I'm, like this isn't real and that's literally why i started the podcast i'm like we have to start telling the truth on some stuff like yeah absolutely. i'm in marketing branding where I, i'm not really a story creator like a lot of my peers are which is fine um but we have to start like Bringing light to what's really going on because there's good things happening. I know. You're
1: awesome at what you do, though. So keep, please keep doing it. Like- <laughs> well, thank you.
0: <laughs> we there's there's I think there's just got to be heart space. Of the day. just like you say, like you got to love what you're doing. Number one, and if that doesn't, if it feels out of alignment in any capacity, it's not going to be your hundred percent. So um, absolutely. That was kind of my shift on that, but I I think the writing, as you said, is really cool. It's it's neat to hear that you had all this experience as an artist, because I know, uh, like on your website, you say you know I'm am a DJ, but I'm so much more than that. And I think that's what really what's so critical for successful creatives is that you learn how to wear all the hats, be the businessman, you know, be the artist, and know how to invest in cryptocurrency. Absolutely. Um, but know yeah. how to diversify some <laughs> of these things. But I, but the investment's no joke because then if I've seen this as a creative, when I monetize my love, it's, it gets really brutal. Mm -hmm. I've done that with lacrosse when I had a lacrosse company and, and CrossFit kind of got, you know, we were getting paid a little bit, not nothing that you could live off off of, but the second it became money, it was, it switched the game on me. So I think when you have financial support outside of your, your creative space, I think that's really critical.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it is, you know, because you need uh, to be successful in in any industry, not just the entertainment industry, but in any industry. You you know, it it, it takes money to make money, by all means. Like you yeah. know, and so just being able to invest more into yourself, whether that be time, whether that just being ads, whether that whatever it is. You know, you obviously want to create as many sources of income as, as you can for yourself, you know, so that you have the freedom to do what it is that you love. And and to honestly live in a world of doing what you love and making a living off of that, Who, what better world is there? Like, who yeah. doesn't want that? You know, whoever, whoever doesn't embrace the idea of financial freedom is a liar. Because if you could get paid to do what you love, like, it's just what better world is that? And just well, not have to worry about, yeah. you know, making ends meet, not have to worry about, like how I'm going to pay this bill, how I'm going to pay rent, like, you know, all that stuff. Like, that's just like, you know, we, that's the unfortunate part, piece of like, as a creative, you know, like a lot of creatives, especially like a lot of creatives that I know, they're so creative that like, that's really the only lane that they know. So when it comes to the business side of things, they're just like so disconnected. They're like, yeah. yo, I, I just, I don't even care about that. Like, you know, and um, you know, like it's just, I'm so unfortunate because it's just like, there's so many talented people out there, you know? And so, um, you know, but, that's why you know in in this culture that now we do live in the DIY culture where you're seeing you know independence being more embraced than ever now you know yeah. like where you're seeing independent artists thriving and stuff like that that is the great side of all this you know like the whole social media and you know investing whatever it is that you're doing however you're making ends meet and like you know just contributing uh, funding your passion like you know that's 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 where we're at and it's it's so awesome now to see independent artists thriving um whereas you know, being independent back in the nineties, even like even the early two thousands and beyond, obviously you never would have made it like, you know, before, before the internet, before social media, you never would have made it independent unless you just were a millionaire. And then you could all of a sudden just go to a radio station and be like, here's $50,000 put my song in a rotation and just like, you know.
0: It's crazy. But, um, that's why I initially got out of it because I I, mean, I actually went to New York. My friend and I, we went and saw Whitney Houston um, live. She, wow. Yeah. I had some, we, for some reason in college, I got to see TLC before Elisa passed away. I saw Whitney. Wow. Uh, yeah. For, for some reason, and a run DMC before um, uh, Jam Master J was killed. Like we he came, yeah. they came and performed at our, at our school. Like for some reason, I just got to see a lot of artists that like, wow, their time amazing. was really short anyways um as i was learning the industry back then i'm like there and i was interning i'm like this is awful the way the humans like you're hot and then you're not and it's like just like you're saying you couldn't break in even if you had a bunch of money the strategic partnerships were so strong it was like the mafia yep. you couldn't even mm-hmm. get in in fact it was where i would trust the mafia more because they would just use humans like commodities and and i saw this at a very like Elementary internship level. So I wasn't even seeing the big acts, but the business side was so repelling to me. I kind of just got out of all of it. So I'm just so glad to see how much social media has changed the game and shaken up some of these like partnerships that were getting pretty shady as it was um, and opening up the gates a little bit.
1: Yeah. Like you see, you see gatekeeping not such like, like obviously there is, there are still gatekeepers, you know, in, regardless of where you go, you know, always but you see it not being such a huge thing anymore you know like you do see that that now that that lane which is which is pretty immense now you know for people to you know slip through those cracks you know being able to bypass that you know whereas that didn't used to be a thing and i agree with you like you know uh i i almost think like and and this is my personal take. I don't know about other creatives, but like you know, that that's the biggest turnoff about the music industry is that like you know when you genuinely just like love the art and just love to just make music and just do whatever it is, you know, the the business side of things, it's it's almost so like it, it's almost just so in in like how can I put it? It's it's refailing. almost intimidating, you know. Yeah. Like it's just like man, like you know, I don't. I don't care about this or that. Like you know, I just I just want to be able to make good music, and I think that's where a lot of creatives fall. Like like you know, like that. That's where the lane that they fall into. Um, you know, but also to be successful in this industry, in any industry, you have to be you you have to wear all the hats. You know, yeah. just like you said earlier, you have yeah. to. Yes, you have to be a great musician. You have to be able to do this, but you also have to be good on the business side. And if you don't, you need a team so that the, you have that person who does do that for you. You know, and so uh, but, but I, I'm not I still gonna lie. think. I'm pretty,
0: I don't want to, cry, but I still, I still think that's important because even when you hire a team, you gotta know enough to hire the right people. You see all these major acts again, like in the '90s, they got so burned. So even if you mm-hmm. get want to get people that are better than DLC. you, yeah, yeah, around you, like that's great. But there's still you need a lot you need to know. So I think being well-rounded in life is such a critical life skill. Like as you said, in any capacity,
1: absolutely, absolutely. That's it's. We talk about this all day though.
0: <laughs> I know seriously the business fascinates me but what I really love I so I um I started doing my open mic sessions really I mean right around the time of like when all the social justice justice was happening in uh, 2020 and you know we opened up the mic to which diversity and equality was really why I started to make a tequila because again we just had to shift the narrative not just around race but sexual orientation and socioeconomic status and basically everything that was being polished in real world we had to just dis- disrupt so um I I loved doing the open mics and I want to continue those, but I wanted to start these creative conversations because I really believe the arts are the answer cliche is all Mm -hmm. the days, but it's, it's an outlet. (laughs) I think every human, even if they don't consider themselves are a creative, they are creative in some capacity. It could be in cooking. It could be in, you know, fashion and art. It could be in music. Um, But I think it's a massive outlet. Has it provided a bridge for you at points in your life um, as far as social justice is concerned?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I think, like, I'm, I'm the type of person, I like, I just speak my mind and I do so freely, like, and you know, I just love, like, obviously I love having that conversation because it's, 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 it's like, you know, uh, for instance, like some people will just discover my music and they're like, I voted. And they're like, well, I know what that song is about. And it's just like, it's a conversation starter. And I'm like, exactly, like, let's have that conversation, you know, and so I think, you know, just I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think it is so important to have those conversations and what better way to do that than through music, what I love to do, you know? And so um, that's why I just love that it is able to bridge those gaps for me and just, um, you know, being able to uh, collaborate with, recording academy and music cares you know when i did with my song rona you know they you know essentially sponsored my song you know like getting to you know uh getting to collaborate with the recording academy and music cares and and stuff like that and so just speaking on like what it is that i'm truly passionate about and doing that through music which is obviously like another passion of mine like that's it's just a double whammy you know and so i love being able to express you know, how I feel about a situation and regardless if you agree with me or not, let's have that conversation, you know, like, and, 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 and that's the way to start it. And, um, you know, it may rub some people the wrong way that's okay, you know, but you know, this, this is just genuinely how I feel and like, let's have that conversation though.
0: I mean, there's, as you said before, the, the world's so big, there's enough to go around. We I think we often, everybody, not just artists, have to shift the mindset to abundance and not, you know, a, a lack or a scarcity mindset. Like I'm going to, you know, take all their followers or this and that, or, you know, everybody's got a podcast. Well, not really, but even if they do, great. I tell everyone to start one because there's billions of humans. So if there's a million podcasts, there's billions of people. That's plenty of downloads for everybody. And when you can be your authentic self, like you're going to find your tribe or your crew or the people that want to listen to you. Um, I really appreciate that you utilize your platform to be very forward in what you're talking about what's in your heart space i just saw um your song prove out and you 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 lead off with a kobe bryant quote Uh, i don't know if that's the latest track or not but it seems most of your art is mission driven or it's it's saying something it's not just about um a creative piece it sounds like there's a mission behind most of it
1: absolutely Uh, absolutely i i feel like my my whole life's mission is really like don't get me wrong. I love music. And and obviously, I want to do so many things with music. But like, I'm, I'm a very giving person. And like, philanthropy is obviously like, like, that's what really drives me. Like, I just want to be able to, like, if, if I could say, like, I want to make a lot of money. I just want to make a lot of money just so that I can give it away. I just want to be able to like help yes. a lot of people. Like, that's all I care about. Like, I'm so you know, you. the money and all, like all that stuff. Like, that's all just like Th- that's all stuff that I just really don't care about. I love just being able to make music, you know, and and being able to express what it is that I love. But absolutely, like everything that I do is intentional. Um, I believe in being very intentional about ev- about everything that you do, and so typically all of my music is like most of it has a purpose like it's it's about you know I, I preach positivity you know like i'm a very positive person um you know most people who know me on a personal level know that like zenith is a very <laughs> positive person and like you know i'm always in uh high spirits you know and obviously we all have our good days we have our bad days you know but like at the end of the day the mission is always going to be the same it's just live your best life like let's help one another yeah. you know and let's if hopefully, you know, make a lot of money just so that I can give it away so I can help even more people. Like what better world could I live I in? And so absolutely. Um yeah, you hit it right on the head.
0: I I, I love that, I'm so with you. I try and watch Ellen, whatever I can. It's like three o'clock today, so I always miss it. But I absolutely love seeing her not just give away money and there's sponsorships in it and it's, you know, there's corporate there, but that's okay. Uh, Absolutely. It's not just like 25, 50 grand, what she does, but she'll like buy houses or pay off mortgages or my goal is to make enough money to where I can get to the people that are like this close to making a shift in their life and helping them. Cause you know, when you're like one play away or one paycheck or you're just this close to getting there. And I don't know why, but it's always been our mind with that but like being like w- with your mom like if you could find a hundred kids that you know wanted to be djs and just start on you could buy them their twelve hundred dollar table that then facilitates their entire career for the rest of their life's trajectory like th- those yep. moments are, that's everything
1: absolutely, absolutely. And jump back in
0: well maybe you'll have to start <laughs> a, a charity that's like kids in music and then you can start giving all your stuff away
1: yeah, I would, I would, I would love to do so. I actually uh, had someone who reached out. It was right before I moved from um, Colorado to Texas, so I wasn't able to help. Like, I, I really wasn't able to get anything started. But they reached out, wanting to. Uh, they were essentially doing the same thing where they were helping uh, take uh, at-risk youth. Um, and just taking them off the streets and like you know teaching them uh different passions like music and stuff like that just so that like a you know you can keep them off the streets and b you know hopefully compel them enough or like you know just Essentially, plant the seed that may eventually grow into something, you know, so much more, you know. And so, I never really got to, you know, get my hands into it because that was literally right before I moved, and so that was the unfortunate piece about it. And since I moved out here to Texas, you know, COVID hit like, you know, three months after I moved here, and so haven't really been able to move around like that. But I would love to start a charity, and you know, I'm all about. I'm all about charity, personally. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people get all up in arms about, you know, billionaires and you know the top one percent who 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 um, don't pay taxes because they are donating money. But me personally, like, I'd rather my money go to charity than the government because I feel like, absolutely. depending on what charity you're donating to, I feel like it's going to a better cause. You know, you got to
0: do your homework on your nonprofits. Yes, but I'm completely absolutely. with you. The money's going to go somewhere, so Pip, absolutely, let, you have the choice in it. Um, exactly. well, let's let's definitely circle back at some point about. The charity out here because I think I, I think when I was growing up music and creativity and or art or cooking w- was an outlet where you could you know just maintain your happiness or maintain mental health mm-hmm. now I literally think these creative avenues are saving lives you see what our kiddos are facing Absolutely. and it's it's not just conversation about depression it's a conversation about youth suicide and we're on just such mm-hmm. another level that the need for these outlets and connection and um fostering other angles of their personalities outside of like math and algebra in school like some real life stuff is really Really, really critical and I, I think this creative outlet really can save lives if it's as you said it like early on and it's it, it's exposed to our young humans and it's allowed to grow and, and foster
1: mm-hmm. absolutely so. uh I, I think I, I, I think in order to change the future we have to start with the youth and that's mm-hmm. something that I've always I've always genuinely believed in and so um you know had had I not had music in my life I don't know where I, my life would like end up right now you know mm-hmm. um you know, I'd, I I could be potentially like in some corporate gig. I could be I don't, I don't know where, you know, honestly, I don't know what my life would be like without music right now. You know, I'd yeah. be I'd be a completely different person. Like music has just shaped so much of my life, you know, yeah. so um, just so many experiences, you know, like even in education and everything like that, just music um, has always been that. Um, that guardian angel of mine, that's always always, like somehow helped guide my life. And, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten me through so much and, you know, helped me achieve so much. And so why not be able to like pass that on to so many others, like, you know, who are in need, you know, because, um, just like you said, like, there's some people who are on the brink of, you know, snapping. There's some people who are on the brink of just like, you know, you never know where anyone's at with life, but like that one little, uh, event or that one little opportunity could completely change, do a 180 on somebody's life and you would never know, like, you know, because, you know, everyone's fighting their own battles that no one that no one knows about, you know, and so just being able to present those like different opportunities and stuff like that to people who, you know, may need it more than they even know and more than you'll ever know, you know, and so I I think that's absolutely something that needs to be implemented more. Um, And I love the artists out there And not just the artists, but the creatives and and the uh, influencers and the celebrities who are out there, you know, actually doing it. You know, Mm -hmm. I I applaud them so much. And, like, you know, I I, uh, hope that they continue to do so because eventually, like, you know, God willing, you know, I do reach a certain level. Um, I want to be able to, you know, provide that same platform for so many others, as I'm sure you will be too. Like, you know, you're you'll you'll be ready to set up shop and do whatever it is that is necessary.
0: We're well, we're coming in, we're kicking down walls, whether they want us there or not. But ho- hopefully, it's hopefully it's not. It's, it's all positive things. But I what I what really makes me excited is on one side, getting to the youth and music is because I mean I can remember putting on my headphones and just needing to zone out or long car trips and we were doing whatever and I had three younger brothers which is the most um and just being able to like listen to someone that may or maybe didn't look like me or was from where I was from or you even spoke the same language but like there's something I could connect to so i think about the young humans that put on music and maybe they're in a tumultuous home situation or whatever mm-hmm. and somehow their generational narrative will be shifted because of the music they listen to or the things they're exposed to Absolutely. and it's almost like that can break the cycle of everything they're growing up around. And that's really, I mean, without therapy and all this stuff that, you know, we're just now starting to talk about, that's hard. I actually think music can jump in there and have them question a better way and be like, oh, well, this isn't necessarily normal. Like there are other mm-hmm. ways this can broaden the horizons. Absolutely. So that's
1: that's what music does. Music is, it, it speaks to the soul in so many different ways. And um, it, it opens up so many avenues and Absolutely.
0: It's it's pretty crazy. Do you and do you get? Do you think you have a lot of young listeners? Like, are you intentional about getting to young people? I'm, it sounds like you just want to get out to good people. But are you intentional with the youth at all?
1: I wouldn't say I intentionally like make music for the youth or like try to. I guess try to reach out to the youth. Like, I mean, I, I try to like obviously make my music as positive, like, and, and send out a message. I don't know if it necessarily resonates with the youth so much. Like, <laughs> I guess I try to be as intentional with like. Because I am a DJ, like I feel like I know what a hit is. You okay. know, so I know what it takes to to make a music to make a song sound really good, you know, but I like that's why I try to like combine both worlds where like I'm I'm bringing a positive and meaningful message, but like I guess expressing it in a uh, a way that is very digestible to a lot of people. And like I hope that's digestible, you know, to the youth. Like, for instance, I, I don't know if you heard my song. I like the stock, you know, but yeah, I think yeah. it's a very, you know, it's a very <laughs> lighthearted like song, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm talking about stocks and investing and like. You know, it's, it's got a bop to it. So I think like I, th- I I personally think kids would love like love it, you know, but also, you know, like let's say they do catch on to that song and they're like, you know, I like the stock, you know, and they just start singing it. It's just like you're actually hopefully that's exposing them to a world where they're like, what is a stock? You know, like maybe hopefully it does, uh, you know, <laughs> influence them to dig a little bit more because, you know, I, I think those are things that like need to be those are the conversations that need to be had earlier, you know, just absolutely. financial literacy, you know, and stuff like that. Like, that's, that's what I love to talk about, you know, and hopefully, I hope that message resonates with the youth. And uh, I, I guess, I, I guess you could say I'm not super intentional about the youth, but like, I absolutely want to reel them in if possible, you know, yeah. whether that be through like videos and stuff like that, you know, um, I have a whole vision. It's just, it's coming together one day at a time
0: (laughs) well i think that's good because the world's changing so fast i always laugh and be like yeah i have a 10-year plan and i'm like okay well let me know how it is in 10 minutes because everything's changing Mm -hmm. so fast and the i mean even i love seeing how corporate companies now because the dollar really does make the world go around so i like to see when these big dogs start paying attention to social or racial issues or equal pay or whatever it's becoming mm-hmm. like cool and i think if you just like the kiddos i think actually you're doing it perfectly because if you were like this is for the kids the kids would be like oh hell no this isn't cool like yeah. they're they're not going to be told to be like this is what they, it's got to be like oh this is an adult song like okay i'm gonna listen to it now like yeah. Yeah. i i think i think the way you're playing it is perfect and they're kind of like leveling up to like adult conversation versus like this is a psa for the kids like, <laughs> be like mm, pass <laughs> but like pass but like you said, kids, I think I'm
1: an adult, you know, you know how kids yeah. are, too. They're like, I'm an adult. Like, exactly.
0: I'm <laughs> so they'd be like, oh, cool. Like, is this an after school special? I'm not watching this. But I do love yeah, that you're powerful. talking about stocks and stuff, because that's like the turmeric and tequila. I don't think a lot of people think you can have one thing be another, like be an athlete and be a podcaster or be like, we're mm-hmm. so used to these boxed in ideas talking Absolutely. about I'm a DJ and I'm an investor and you know, maybe I'm a professional dog walker or whatever, like just seeing yeah. these totally random things fit together. Cause that's really what we are as people in general.
1: Absolutely. And, and anyone who knows me knows, I hate boxes. Like I hate when there's no bigger, like pet peeve of mine than when someone tries to put me in a box. Like, you know, I'm just like, no, I will, <laughs> I will do everything to break every one of those dolls, uh, every one of those walls down in that box. I'm like, no.
0: Yeah. That, well, that's what I say. I'm like, reality is nothing more than prescribed meaning like old school philosophy, because it really is. Absolutely. It's just like we just put these labels on things so we can understand the world around us, which makes sense. But now in 2021, we need to like evolve from some of these like Absolutely. narratives that are, Absolutely. you know, hundreds of years old, maybe even longer Um, that it's just not that way anymore. So we don't need to keep branding it that way, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, so tell us now what you've got going on. I, I, I mean, is are you are, are you, where Dallas? I almost said Austin. Um, no. Is the Dallas music scene is it pretty like big and thriving? I literally know nothing about Dallas.
1: Yeah. So the Dallas the Dallas music scene is. I will say it's thriving more than the Denver scene. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, the, that's one of the biggest reasons why I actually like left Denver. Like, I love Denver. It'll always be near and dear to my heart. You know, obviously that's where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I hit my ceiling so long ago. You know, like in Denver. You know, and so like that's why I felt like I needed to branch out. And like, you know, I felt like I hit that plateau, and I was just like, I, I got to break through somewhere. And so uh, I actually wanted to move out to California, but just the cost of living out there is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, so it just makes absolutely no sense unless you're just very wealthy
0: (laughs) and hate money. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) I am not, (laughs) but working on it. Uh, and so honestly, the reason why I ended up coming out to Dallas was because, uh, I connected with a, uh, a producer out here his name is john john robinson um you know he produced for the TLCs and like uh gladys knight and worked with like a lot of different artists and so he's actually the one who kind of like reeled me out here and so the dallas scene um is it is very live it's not as quite as thriving as the austin scene i think the austin scene is is huge um yeah. just as far as like what they do for like the locals and stuff like that and obviously all the festivals and just the opportunities but Austin's also like only three hours away. So like, if I do need to go to Austin and stuff like that, you know, I'm like, you know, I can just, you know, hop in the whip and just, you know, make a cruise on over there, you know, and just establish relationships, um, you know, with different, uh, you know, whether that be podcasts or different, you know, people in the industry and stuff like that, you know, that's that's obviously the way to connect nowadays. And so uh, I do think the scene is awesome here in Dallas, but it's not quite where Austin is, but being that Austin is like, you know, not far from home.
0: You can make it work. Absolutely. I love it. Well, I think- and Austin the, the, getting
1: expensive too, by the way. Well, Sign that's what, what I was
0: getting. Austin, Austin, Seattle, and Boulder all kind of remind me of each other. And mm-hmm. it's, people may or may not love that, but um, I love all three places. But it is, it's getting super trendy and super, uh, the big businesses are moving out there. So a lot of people are moving in to work with those business. I mean, it's just kind of a thing. So I think you played it right being just out of it enough. And if you can kind of tackle Dallas as well. It, and yeah. I actually think going somewhere where it's not as- you know big and thriving yet so you can can kind of you know get your own brains and also maybe like help that scene thrive a little you might be doing them a favor absolutely yeah i um i told this (laughs) i told this to elliot i was like i'm leaning this is really random but my creative piece is like coming up my creative heart and i sourced all these really random jean jackets so i'm gonna do like cause jackets and i like customized them all but my goal at some point is to do they're i haven't even released any of them yet but i'll send you a picture of and you can give me real feedback but I want to do the first one I'm doing our Black Lives Matter. So I got a patch and we're going to have a portion go back to the sale to the um to the cause. Obviously, hopefully at some point, if I can get my margins dialed in enough, it'd just be 100 percent profits go to that and just do like kind of cause fashion. I don't even know if that's a thing, but Absolutely. this is where yeah, the heart is. Awesome. So I want to do a live fashion show, and I told Elliot. (laughs) And by the way, I connected you guys without telling either one of you that. So I'm like, we're just. I'm just gonna put it out there. So thank you for rolling with that. (laughs) But I want to have the three of us, in some point, my this is my long term vision, doing some sort of event with fashion, music, production, and um, philanthropy. So absolutely, You
1: you can sign me up already, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Not tomorrow to to now. You can sign me up for absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have it. It's really random, but I have a good vibe on it. And I love, like I said, my creatives are starting to circle in. And I think we have a lot of power, whatever that creative space is to um, bring unity and community. And again, I don't know the the full plan here, but I, it's it's in there and it's stirring. So you're definitely on the short list if the heart's there. But you're having a
1: conversation and you have the idea, you know, it's all about execution. So, you know, yeah. like, absolutely. And if there's any way I could, I could help, you know, I, I would more be more than willing to do so because I'm all about the cause. It. All yeah, uh,
0: I'll lean in. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll literally, I'll say this now. I'm going to ping you about this uh, music charity and, and youth and mm-hmm. music and facilitating that because that just might be uh, the first base layer that we kind of tackle because the, the charity and the philanthropy piece will be first. So Absolutely. that might be a conversation right there.
1: Yeah, let's do it. it.
0: Well, t- so tell <laughs> me more about what do you have going on right now? What's, what's coming out?
1: So I am working on so much new music. Uh, like so, <laughs> my yeah. girlfriend says, like I have this whole like, secret library of like, just awesomeness that no one knows about. And I am very guilty of that. Like I'm, I'm a very like, it's because I'm a perfectionist too. So I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, this is good. But like, it could be amazing. Like, I mean, mind blowing. So I'm very, I'm, I'm very guilty of like holding on to things a little too long. Um, I, I, I'll admit that's one of my uh, downsides. But I have so much that I'm working on right now. Um, i actually after uh, this interview. I'm going to be hopping um, on a creative uh, meeting with uh, this engineer out in New York. Um, okay. His name's Nicour, He's he's great. Uh, you know, we actually recently just got connected, but I mean, he has some pretty big credits. Uh, he's uh, he was an assistant uh, engineer for Trey Songz's Trigger album and stuff like that, and so he's he's got some pretty like some pretty huge credits, and his his he's amazing at what he does, and so I'm super excited to uh, link up with him, and so that's been one of the biggest things that like you know like I said I am very uh, a very critical person of myself, and I I'm so obsessed with growth, and I'm like. Okay, I've done a lot of awesome things. You know, I released 10 songs last year, which was great, you know, and like, you know, did a lot and, you know, made a lot of connections. But now I'm just like, okay. I also want to continue to elevate now. And so like, if there's anyone who can help me elevate my sound, I think it's him. And, uh, you know, we had a really good conversation the other day. And so I'm really excited to see. So I got a lot of stuff that's in the works, but like like I said, I'm 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 a perfectionist. So like the mixing and mastering is a is a step that I'd never that I hate to overlook. And 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 that's where I feel like a lot of locals fail is because, you know, they like to cut corners and stuff like that. And me being the perfectionist that I am, I'm like, no, like we have to, we have to get this right. And so there's a lot of new music that's coming up. Um I'm thinking eventually I'm going to put out an EP or album. Everyone's mm-hmm. been asking me like, so when are you gonna like, you're dropping yeah. singles, but when are you gonna drop an album like a project? And I'm like, okay, I am starting to shift into like album mode where I'm just like, I just am working on a record, record and I'm like, this could easily be cut for like an album. And so I'm like, you know, so I'm I'm, I'm starting to, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm not, because we're, we're in the, we're also in the instant gratification um like we're we're also in a society that's obsessed with instant gratification so things are so here and there you know the like the next and so that's the reason why i put out singles is because you know we we, that's the society that we live in right now things are just digested so fast so so it's just like that's the one thing about like if i do want to put out an album i just want to make sure that there's like a lot of intention that goes into it you know just as far as like marketing and stuff like that just to make sure that it gets It it is able to breathe the way that it it needs to like and and gets the attention that it deserves, you know, just because things often get just blown over, you know, especially in our society where just things are just there is an overabundance of music. Everyone does music nowadays, you know, and so you guys can at least expect two new songs in the next three months. I can say that from that 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 much. I'm not going to say exactly what those songs are. Um, You know, like I said, I'm just really excited for those to come out. Uh, I think. You guys are going to love them, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but you can find me anywhere at officially officiallyzenus. Um, oh, obviously, officially, and then zenith Z-E-N-A-S. <laughs> Z-E-N-A-S. <laughs> if you I don't like know it. how to spell officially, let me spell it for you, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-L-Y. Officially, Zenus, you can find me anywhere. Um, and then you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, basically anywhere where you can find music. You can find me under DJ Zenas, Z-E-N-A-S. Again, that is my government name. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to my parents for giving me that uh, awesome name, uh, which I embraced out. And uh, yeah.
0: One other one on Google. (laughs) <laughs> but that's amazing well I, I'm super excited about all the connections that are happening uh, this guy out of New York sounds like a, a major power play so good things oh, are coming absolutely. in uh, the energy is amazing I think we might need the sunglasses because you're a bright light man you're out here and as, <laughs> as cliche as that sounds I'm serious I just think the energy and the vibe and the mindset it's its all cliches but it is so true so I think things in addition to the talent uh, the heart space is going to lead it and good things are coming in so I can't wait to see what happens next and I will absolutely ping you for whatever this fashion situation comes together uh, out here, and if there's anything I can do in, on the on the flip side, let me know.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and likewise. I mean, I was gonna say, like, you know, the the sentiments are all like very mutual. Like, I I love exactly what you're doing. You know, uh, you. I, you you bring so much greatness into this world. You know, and obviously, like, you know, just being a, a friend of a friend. You know, like, I I like to you know kick back and you know <laughs> just see how things are going, and, and and I love what you're doing, and obviously, like. Ashley is a great person and anyone that she highly recommends. I was just like, oh, I got to get with Kristen then. My she's my, she, that, she she's awesome, you know? So yeah, keep doing what you're doing, you're doing amazing things and we're absolutely going to have to connect and, and do something, um, you know? I don't know what exactly that all looks like, but we'll figure <laughs> it out. And yeah. uh, like I said, it's all about the cause. We're, we do it for the cause.
0: I love it. And I really, those, those words, uh, land on my heart. I really, really, really appreciate it. We'll definitely we'll have to get you guys out here. And Ashley at minimum, we'll have some tequila, but hopefully we'll plan some philanthropic <laughs> musical fashion adventures in some capacity. And, absolutely. Uh, get Side note, what's time. your favorite tequila? i will here's my branding heart i have some good ones that i love but it's all like these billion dollar companies like cost and so I, I really try and um support the smaller brands that don't have the marketing budget of these bigger guys but i i don't Absolutely. even go with uh, usually anything that's blanco and 100 agave are kind of my easy okay. go-to's um Ooh, okay. I, yeah i just try and get the smaller brands okay there's, there's is there anyone that,
1: that you would recommend
0: I like, well, this isn't that small of a brand, but Luna Azul is not even expensive, but that's what I serve of oh, yeah. like parties and stuff. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's they, I think it'd be considered cheaper tequila, but I actually think it's pretty good. Um, yeah. 21 Seeds is a really cool story. It's woman owned, uh, two sisters and one friend. Yeah. And I think the friend's a person of color and they put it together. Oh. and They're intentional about um, non-fermented beverages and this, this like making tequila like a daily that's drink.
1: Awesome. Yeah, 21, so, seed?
0: 21 seeds. 21 seeds because it was two friends and one. I'm 22. sorry, two sisters and one friend. So, ah, um, uh,
1: okay, okay. It's, yeah, they have That's a cool awesome. story.
0: Yeah, they're getting I'm pretty big too. Check that out. Check them out. They I always,
1: I, I love tequila. Tequila is near and dear to my heart, so I, I love it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, what's your go to?
1: Oh, my go to. Um, I mean, obviously, I like a lot of like the the, the, big guys. the billion dollar companies as well, like. <laughs> Like I love 1942. Yeah. Like uh 1942 is just like so smooth. But uh what have I been a sitting bad. on real? okay. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> not Julio. uh yeah. I would say my go-to is honestly probably probably like Patron, you know. Okay. Like I, I just think I just think it's 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 not too expensive, you know, yeah. but it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. It's it just like That's probably my go-to, but there's, I know there's a lot better tequilas out there. Like now people don't get to judge me. Whoever's watching this, don't start judging me. Like Patron, like, you know, I just, I just, it's just a go-to, you know, do I think it's the best tequila? Absolutely not. You know, it's just my go-to.
0: Every bar has it too. So you can compare like, Count that. Is your one like you're consistent it's everywhere it's it's kind of hard unless it's a tequila bar to get anything outside of like three available tequilas and it's usually Don Julio mm-hmm. uh Casamigos and Patron so <laughs> or Absolutely. the well which you don't ever want to do that oh
1: um, never wells those are
0: <laughs> never. bad decisions
1: never the well never the well
0: <laughs> I love it well we'll definitely do tequila soon I really appreciate the time and energy um let's keep in touch and keep crushing and if big projects come out or breaking like please let me know so I can promote on my end
1: Absolutely. And likewise, uh, let's let's uh, make it happen.
0: Let's do it. All right. I appreciate you. Let's chat soon.
1: Appreciate you. You take care. Thank you. Thank you for joining turmeric and tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google podcast, Spotify or wherever you listen.